story left off that Power Dog, Tuffy, Condro, and Lupo had made their way out to the Dogland Desert Den of Cody the Golden Coyote and Power Dog's brother, Fetcher. They still had no answers when it came to the missing, presumably dognapped President Sandals and the extremely strange phenomenon of a giant bubble dome filled with a rainbow cloud so thick that they could see nothing else inside of it surrounding Meowie. They hoped that their parents, all the residents of Meowie, and anyone else stuck inside were okay, but they had no way of knowing, well, anything. After the feast, an epic food fight with Cody, they all cleaned up. They are dogs after all, and the great thing about a doggy food fight is that they still eat it all up afterward. These particular dogs are so thoughtful that they even licked the table clean. Do you have a dog that would love to help you clean up food messes? We have an old cat that is very willing to climb our counters to help with our dishes. Anyway, after this thoughtful and thorough cleanup, the dogs went to bed early to get rest as Cody had explained to them that it was of no use to try to meet the sky dragons at night or in the broad daylight as they would need to enter a golden gateway at either the sunrise or sunset. In the faintest hours of the morning, quite some time before the dawn, they all met at the garage where the golden fennec craft and dogmo speeder were parked. Cody and Fetcher were speaking quietly with more sky puppies from the obliterati when Power Dog approached. Cody, he said, sorry to interrupt. Cody nodded approval, so Power Dog continued. There was a golden cat statue with a ribbon that told us to come to you. Cody smiled. Ah, yes, Roger. Who? asked a very puzzled power dog. The statue is my friend Roger. He's a real cat, and he's a wonderful real cat. For some reason, Roger now turns into a statue whenever he is in the presence of dogs. At least that's what we think. We think it is some type of defense mechanism... But unfortunately, we have never been able to discuss it. We became friends long, long before he began going into statue mode. And until now, I had never heard of anyone being able to read one of Roger's ribbons. Frankly, we thought they were an abstract creative expression of his. Power Dog nodded, even though he did not fully understand this so-called statue mode or abstract creative expression He didn't understand why he was the only one that could read the ribbon message. He had, however, 
heard of the freeze response. As in school, they had learned about the natural reactions called flight, fight, or freeze. He remembered that their teacher called it survival instincts. Do y'all know about flight, fight, or freeze? It's a pretty interesting way that the very back of your brain, an area called the amygdala, kicks into action to help protect you in moments of danger, surprise, or initial stress. We all have a freeze, flight, and fight response. Think about what happened the last time you surprised someone. How did they respond? Some people react by backing up, turning away, or even running away, which we recognize as flight. Others might actually move forward, lunge, even get or look angry. That's a fight response. And then sometimes they may just stand there perfectly still, shocked and unable to say a word. Maybe they even act like a statue. We call this freeze. These are not voluntary responses or responses you choose. This is the amygdala, that cool part of your amazing brain at work. It takes over and chooses what response is most likely to keep you safe. And although most of us have one survival response we use most often, we all have flight, fight, and freeze responses. Do you know what you happen to do the most? when someone else surprises you? Power Dog wasn't totally sure which response he chose the most, but he knew that just knowing about this helped him to settle down after a big surprise, whether exciting and awesome or scary and really unsettling. Cody continued, I must respect Roger's desire for feeling safe and having privacy, even if it seems secretive, concerning, and different, even to me. I can tell you that I've never had a reason to not trust Roger. The fact that he was able to send you to me is very reassuring. I hope I get to see my old friend in motion again someday, and not only as a statue. Everyone present except for Fetcher stared open-mouthed at Cody. Somehow they all knew not to question him even further, at least not just yet. Condro looked a little concerned, and Lupo looked completely irritated, rolling their eyes particularly when Cody mentioned statue mode. But no one said a thing as they accepted the gear and provisions, including travel snacks, and got ready to travel as quickly as possible to Fetcher and Power Dog's Lictopolis apartments to retrieve the Sky Flower. Power Dog, Tuffy, and Fetcher traveled in Cody's Dogmo speeder, which was now even faster than it had been the last time they'd been in it together. And the Fennex, Condro, and Lupo traveled by Fennec Craft, just behind the Dogmo speeder. When they got to their apartment building in Lictopolis, Fetcher bounded up the stairs to collect the sky flower, and they all made their way to the bald hill at the back of the park where Fetcher had first met the Cloud Dragon. Fetcher stood at the top of the hill and waved the sky flower around facing the sky. Nothing happened. The dawn was coming on, reaching that magical, crepuscular time of day. But there were no lovely, fluffy, white dogland clouds drifting across the sky. There were no clouds in sight, as far as any of their eyes could see at all. Uh-oh, said Fetcher. They all looked at him and he said, I think we need clouds. 
All of them looked at each other, and Power Dog asked, Did Cody tell you any other ways to get their attention? Fetcher looked around and shook his head no. This is a wild goose dog chase, muttered Lupo. Tuffy glared at Lupo. Condro nodded thoughtfully and asked, What were all of the circumstances that led you to meeting the cloud dragon before? Can you recreate the scene for us? Don't leave out any details. Fetcher pondered this a moment and then began to recount the story for them as he wandered slowly around the bald hill, periodically standing up as tall as possible on his hind legs and holding the sky flower aloft. Although the sun was nowhere near rising, there were lovely golden rays shining up from a corner of the sky on the horizon to the east. Just as the dogs were about to sit down and give up, tiny jet black bats with shining golden eyes fluttered and flitted lightly from behind the trees skirting the edges of the bald hill. Hello, clicked the bats quietly. As you have the talisman, we can help summon our dragon cousins to take you up to the gateway. And then off they went, back into the trees, clicking and clacking as they disappeared from sight. Shortly thereafter, three dragons emerged from the trees, as if they materialized from thin air, gleaming white and soft and beautiful in the new golden light. Cousins? puzzled Power Dog out loud. He could tell he was speaking for all of them, as they all nodded slowly in agreement, but not taking their eyes off the dragons, who appeared to be gently floating on the wind as if they were in, or even part of, a delicate bubble bath. Fetcher nodded as one of the dragons looked right at him, and he held the sky flower even higher and right above his head. Is that you, Cloudy? he asked. The dragon smiled a broad, gleaming smile and threw their head back in what seemed to be the start of a laugh. <laughs> Why, me oh my, if it isn't the plucky little dog that took a chance and rode through a whole dogland day with me. Fetcher exhaled a huge sigh <sighs> and then smiled. He took another deep breath and said, We need to see the head scene changer, Cloudy. Whoa, 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 said the dragon. The two other dragons stopped short and stared in disbelief at this request. They blinked their eyes open and shut dramatically as if communicating by their eyelids shook their heads, turned tails, and flew off, disappearing from sight quickly. But Cloudy remained, and they said, What do you mean you need to see the head scene changer? Nobody just asks to call on the head scene changer. Okay, said Fetcher. Then I need to be taken to see Goldie. Goldie will know who we need to speak to. Goldie? questioned Cloudy. Well, you cannot see Goldie, as Goldie is the last sunbeam dragon at the time of day you call sunset. Fetcher nodded, but looked like he was about to burst with disappointment as Cloudy asked, Can't you just play some cute doggy games and lay about all day until it's time for your sunset, little dogs? Power Dog in awe, the dragon gathered his courage and spoke. Excuse me, Cloudy? But we are trying to get help as quickly as possible, as we have already spent a good deal of time just getting here and meeting you. It's an emergency. Cloudy followed every word, 
But when Power Dog said emergency, they began to laugh noiselessly. Power Dog's face felt hot. Was this dragon laughing at him at a time like this, he thought. Cloudy settled a moment and stared at the sky flower in Fetcher's paw. Well, you do have the talisman, and it is universal and perpetual, meaning you can use it anywhere and forever. So I suppose I could take you to see Sylphie, the first sunbeam dragon, the dragon of the sunrise. Great, said Fetcher. Sylvie it is. Can you take us to them now? All of the dogs perked up at this. My, my, my. Haven't you turned into the bravest of little dogs, pluckier than plucky, if I do say so myself? Now am I to fly with all of you upon my back? Yes, please, Cloudy. We need to stick together and travel to the golden, or I guess silver, gateway? Cloudy looked up to the sky and then down to each of the dogs, scanning them slowly and thoroughly. Well, I've never carried so many on my back, but I guess I can try. And you do have the talisman. Okay, hop on, they said as they shrugged their head and shoulders in a beckoning manner. But before you do, little plucky dog, won't you just scritch my scales right here where I cannot reach? With that, Fetcher laughed (laughs) and obliged the cloud dragon, who felt as soft and silky and amazing as he had remembered from their first encounter. It's so good to see you again, Cloudy. Thank you. Fetcher then made a little run and leaped up astride of the dragon and onto their back. The other dogs began to climb carefully onto Cloudy's back as well. Once again, Lupo took the opportunity to show off their acrobatic skills, hopping onto Cloudy's back and angling their way to the front of the group. They all let Lupo have their way, but Tuffy glared at the young Fennec's back and once again wished that Lupo had just stayed behind. Tuffy let out a sigh. (sighs) Cloudy, observing these acrobatics, said, My, 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 young friend, but those moves are downright cat-like in nature. Lupo froze at that comment and curled into a bit of a ball. Cloudy chuckled and said, Sometimes silence speaks volumes. Power Dog couldn't help but notice the way Condro was looking at their nibbling. So curious and so concerned. Sylvie should be arriving there any moment, Fetcher said as he pointed a paw past Lupo's hunched, curved shoulders towards the sunrise that was beginning to come on. But before anyone else could respond, Cloudy sprang upwards from the ground and was soaring through the air away from the sunrise, right in the very opposite direction of where they needed to be. Fetcher's fur stood on end along his spine. He remembered the pranking nature of this cloud dragon all too well. They all clung on to Cloudy tightly, for they were quickly so high above the ground now that they had the good sense to be frightened. And far beneath them, they saw the bald hill, the park, and then the city disappearing. Whoa, stop, trickster, not again, Fetcher shouted to the dragon, but Cloudy made no reply. Indeed, they seemed suddenly not so much like a dragon as like a fluffy white cloud shaped like a dragon, and they all saw that they no longer sat upon the dragon's silky scales, but upon something soft and downy like a white fleece, and it was slightly damp. Oh no, cried Power Dog. They all looked at Fetcher 
who is looking quite confused and pawing at the cloud frantically. Cloudy! No! He howled into the sky, and with that, all of them, even Condro and Lupo, joined in, and they all howled plaintive cries for help, and howls just a howl. When they let their howls die down, they looked down over the side of the cloud and saw that they were still headed in the wrong direction. Fetcher remembered the last time he was tricked by this cloud dragon more deeply, how scary it was to head for the Golden Gateway, and how funny it was that heading for the Silver Gateway was now all that he wanted from this pranking creature. Lupo stood up, turned to face all of them, and said, I'm jumping off this stupid cloud. The dogs gasped. And Condro lunged forward to grab Lupo by the hind legs. Lupo slid right through Condro's paws and leaped over the side of the cloud, much to the amazement, shock, and horror of the others. All right, that's it for now. We will continue this story in our next episode. Now, I'm joined by my co-author and the seven-year-old expert on all things Dogland, my son, Hank. Hi, Hank. Bonjour. Oh, bonjour. Uh, Hank, what do you think about fight, flight, or freeze mode? Hi-ya! 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 You think fight mode might be the best survival response? Yeah. What do you think your amygdala chooses, though? When you're actually super surprised by something or someone. Whoosh, haya. Whoosh, flight. And then haya is fight. You don't think you have flight, a fight. You think you go flight and then fight. And, and then you don't freeze. really have I it. actually freeze. I like, That's what I do. I freeze for like one second. Like, Unfortunately for me, I think I freeze and then fight. Or fight and then freeze, which is not a great combination. <laughs> I've always wanted to I flight do all of them. instead because I think flight is probably actually. Flight means like go away. Run away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do that noise again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You ready for a joke? Yeah. What do you call a dragon who is fantastic at juggling? Talented. Very good. Talented. Thank you, listeners. If you liked what you heard, you can see more content at our website, PowerDogAdventures, all one word, dot com. There you can sign up for our infrequently emailed newsletter and also submit any good dog jokes. And we'll be forever grateful if you feel like telling your friends about the show, too. If you are looking for more great shows, then please check out the other members of Kids Listen, a grassroots organization dedicated to high-quality audio for kids and families. There are well over 100 great shows to find there. Ask your grown-up to check out kidslisten.org to find out more. Special thanks to our creative partner, the inimitable Jason Rourke, who makes these stories sound extra good with his wise counsel, recording, sound design, and even original music. This podcast has been made possible in part 
by funding provided by the Regional Arts and Culture Council in Portland, Oregon. Thank you, Rack. It has been made even more possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support and extra big thanks to our Patreon patrons who get early access to all of our episodes ad-free, as well as goodies and merch and birthday shout-outs at any level of support. We are not joking even a little when we say we could not do this without you. The Adventures of Power Dog and Dogland is created in the ancestral lands of the Cowlitz, Multnomah, Kathlamet, Clackamas, Tumwater, Tualatin, Kalapuya, Wasco, Molala, Watlala, Bands of the Chinook, and other indigenous nations and tribes of the first people who made their homes along the rivers here in what is now called Portland, Oregon. And special thanks to our own Granny and Gramps who helped us write and record our Power Dog theme song that you'll hear at the end of the episode. Hey, Granny and Gramps, what key did y'all say that's in? It's It's in in D for Dogland.
And when we come together, all our tails will wag as well. So come with me to Dogland, we've got special tales to tell. And when we come together, all our tails will wag as well. Woof, woof! Best Day Yet! Hi, I'm Marjorie, host of Best Day Yet, an affirmation podcast for kids. On Best Day Yet, we teach kids mindful breathing and positive self-talk skills in the most kid-friendly way possible. We take affirmation adventures all over the world and meet animals who teach us lessons about ourselves. Like the time we went to India and met a tiger who taught us There is no one better to be than me. Or the time we went to the moon and met water bears, we learned When things get hard, I don't back down. Or the time we walked through a spooky forest at night and found bats who showed us I have nothing to be afraid of. Check out Best Day Yet wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you there. Do you ever feel anxious, frustrated, or just out of control? You are not alone. Everyone has those feelings sometimes. On Like You, Mindfulness for Kids, we use music, imagination, and simple mindfulness exercises to help you find your calm and remember that you're in control of your feelings. Let's try it together now. Relax your shoulders, close your eyes, and picture a sky full of gray storm clouds. Then take a deep breath in and blow all the clouds away, leaving nothing but a clear blue sky. How do you feel now? Calm? Confident? Comfortable? Join me on Like You Mindfulness for Kids. You can find us at likeyoupodcast.com or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a happy and peaceful day.